0: Hey. Howdy. How you doing, man? Doing great. How about yourself?
1: I'm, uh, I, I have health issues I've been dealing with a little bit today, but other than that, I'm peachy.
0: I'm sorry. I took a giant shit right before stream, so I don't know if that's on the same level, but I, uh, you know, I sympathize. It means we were shitting together. <laughs> um, also- oh, no, wait, wait, wait. It's not food poisoning, is it?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, okay. uh It's a a chronic illness.
0: Gotcha. Well, I love you and I uh, uh, hope that it doesn't bother you much from this point forward. Not that I have any power over that. Apart from that, how are you doing?
1: You know, I'm here. I'm present. Uh, That's Oh, you can't see me, can you?
0: No, you can. Would you like to be on video or would you? um... Gotcha. I I usually prefer it, but. All right, one second, then I'll throw you on. Are, Are we already live? Oh, my apologies, yes. I should have clarified that. We are currently live, there are folks watching, cool. and I will get your video up right away.
1: Sweet. So does everyone know we were dumping together? Because I hope so.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. Yes, they all do. And they're all happy to hear it, too. Uh, here, hold on, <laughs> alright, sorry. I'm a, a, still a little bit of a boomer, but I'll get this working eventually. Um, yeah, that aside, I appreciate you coming to talk with me.
1: Yeah, hell yeah! I uh, uh, was getting—I think we were both getting bombarded with requests to to talk together at about the same time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there we go. Almost got you fitted. Hold on, almost—we're so close.
1: I almost fit.
0: Almost. Almost, and we've done it. <laughs> go team! Absolutely. There we. There we go. All right. Welcome
1: to Denver, everybody
0: is that a uh, that's a real background right that's not a um... yeah. nice yeah. that's a actually window. really nice
1: I put uh this uh neutral density film from my photography days uh I, I put it over it because it's otherwise it's too bright you can't see anything mm-hmm. uh so it's kind of like putting sunglasses on a window
0: nice uh, it looks really really I mean I've just got like the the uh the teal wall behind not teal Uh, mint the mint green wall behind me uh that's That's, a phenomenal background you said denver yeah
1: yeah yeah that's denver skyline
0: in the background i don't know much about denver is there anything particularly interesting about that city that you should tell me about
1: um so i've been all over the place so i've lived in new york
0: now what's that googling denver right now
1: oh yeah 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 so i've lived in new york i've lived in florida i've lived louisiana uh, and i've lived in wyoming and there's something that's great about big cities and there's something that's great about living out in the country. Mm-hmm. And I like that living here, I can be an either or over the course of, if I go that direction, I'm, I'm in the
0: city. If I go the other direction, I'm in the wilderness. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> like 15, so I live in Seattle, Denver and Seattle are right next to each other uh uh in most populous cities in the United States uh with Seattle ah. at eighteenth and Denver at nineteenth We're like uh, sibling cities kind of a little bit
1: at one point too I think we were number four and five as far as most secular cities go
0: Ah, oh well that would be pertinent to your uh 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 to your channel's goals wouldn't it
1: yeah i uh i I care far less about whether people are atheists as I care about if they're humanists. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I I get along with a lot of theists as long as they have a sort of humanism that comes first.
0: Gotcha. Um, Yeah, I think I can agree with that. It's also just as a matter of pragmatism, getting people off of mysticism entirely. Oh, yeah. impractical uh not good. it's not, not an easy argument to take whereas getting people to sort of prioritize ethically certain systems i think is a much much easier task um but you would know more about that than me your channel focuses a lot more on the um on the atheist bit than i do i'm an atheist as well uh but i try not to talk about it too much because uh, i find that it splits a lot of hairs uh in the uh, in the politics community
1: yeah it, it definitely can i uh i kind of backed off, but not completely. And so uh, for the longest time, my channel was called Mr. Atheist. The show was called Dear Mr. Atheist. And now my channel is called Jimmy Snow, uh, because one, I wanted to do a broader range of content, but two, there were so many people that were like, I would subscribe to your channel, but if my mom sees that I'm subscribed to Mr. <laughs> Atheist, I'll be in trouble.
0: It's uh, ironic, you know?
1: Yeah. So there was there was a little bit of a back off there for that reason um also like in in just trying to do things there would be times where there would be a barrier of like i'd love to do a collab but i can't collab with somebody called mr atheist um that kind of stuff was happening
0: gotcha happy to meet a fellow um controversial youtuber um uh, 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 those aren't the reasons i've been precluded from speaking to others but we all have our reasons right uh, yeah, I, uh, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, also, I think, at least just from my experience, seeing how people, um, push like political agendas, uh, I think moving to a, um, a more, a more neutral, um, channel title probably helps lower people's guards a little bit as well. You know, like if a person, yeah. you know, is very deeply faithful and they come, you know, they come to the channel, Mister Atheist, uh, the Secular Destroyer. Uh, with their, with their, you know, with their two giant arms, uh, logic and right. reason, they might be a little bit on guard. The arguments,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna go with screw you, Thea scum, but I decided to go to just Jimmy Snow in the end. Uh, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, and and really, so it's interesting too because I, I. So I started watching a little bit of your stuff after we uh, first started talking, and I've noticed that you are aware of the biggest problem that I was aware of when I started on YouTube. And that's that old, the old YouTube skeptic community is a bunch of trash. It's a bunch of hot flaming garbage. And so my whole goal with my channel was like, Hey, what if we had a channel that didn't only appeal to like, White dudes who left religion but still want to be just as racist or misogynistic or sexist or or, or transphobic or queerphobic in general. and that was the appeal of my channel. so it was funny because i I talked to some of those older creators when I started, and they were uh, uh like yeah yeah, yeah your uh, your demographics will never go above like ten percent female, but mine's sitting at seventy five percent so I, I like to think we're doing a good job at finding new
0: audiences wow that's that's insane, holy shit. I thought I was um because I do like the edgy online debate bro stuff, you know. Uh which is yeah. and that is I think one of the most male-driven communities um on YouTube. And I think I'm sitting at like 16% female and I was I was riding high with that one, but Jesus Christ. Um uh,
1: I I was as shocked as anybody else cuz I also look like this, so
0: whoa 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 nothing about how you looks would would deny you the grace of a female audience uh now by the way let
1: me just say i like your style as well the beard the long hair there's just something about it i like
0: i I need a i need a haircut about four months ago but i appreciate the sentiment um i um yeah no i completely agree when it comes to the skeptic community i feel like the skeptic community got this completely undeserved uh sense of entitlement uh, 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 after they accomplish the Herculean task of pointing out that it's not particularly rational uh, to to believe in any given you know deity, uh, it, it, so once they have accomplished that, you know they think they're king of the world, and then they go yeah. on to replicate essentially every terrible mannerism that was essential to the previous you know religious neocon order they were arguing against and they've essentially replaced and we saw the same thing with a fucking new atheist crowd as well with the um oh man i i I always butcher these names and i forget who's good and who's bad but you know what i mean with like dawkins and um and and hitchens and stuff like that Where you have Hitchens,
1: hitchens we get to keep like i think hitchens Hitchens one of those people where i'm so glad he's dead because i can mostly like him Mm
0: -hmm. uh but if he was like around today he might be like you know Hmm. Well, logically, chromosomes are the determinant of, you, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, 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 Dawkins is a brilliant biologist, but when it comes to social issues, he can be basically what happened with the skeptic community was they were like, no God, no God. Here's my video about no God. Here's my responding to a guy on a motorcycle about why there is a God. Here's my Josh Furistine response. Okay. But also anybody who cares about any minority, is a monster. Uh like that was the kind of stuff you were getting. It was like, wait, why did the entire skeptic community become an anti-SJW like community? That. And why yeah, like, that all I'm their here content? To,
0: I'm here to fight against the dogma of the religious right and yeah. the dogma of social justice. And then in like the voice of two, because like a lot of these skeptics now are like far right. They're not just anti-SGW now. They have like oh, yeah. completely. A lot of them are ethno nationalists. Which so whatever. And what it makes me feel is they were never actually that committed to the atheism thing. It was just getting yeah. like an intellect, like a like an intellectual crowbar that they could use to jam into the current discourse that made them feel very very intelligent at the time. And then it was just that sense of intelligence and kind of like you know, uh, uh, pat yourself on the back uh the uh, uh self-congratulation that they were able to write off of. is the is the phrase yeah the I yeah use. breaking your arm yeah. off jerking yourself off and then Dude. once you have that sense like there's nothing to stop you from just going whatever fucking direction you want yeah no please check cuz you you don't accept criticism anymore you don't meaningfully like introspect um i wanted to ask you by the way uh because yeah. i didn't like like you i i uh, i had heard about you of course um since i started <laughs> my channel or at least shortly thereafter um but i um uh uh, started looking to you more recently when did you start your channel again uh
1: two and a half years ish ago
0: yeah you Uh, are insanely big for two and a half years of being on youtube
1: my shit-eating grin there was about how anytime i hear anything i can turn into a sex joke i'm inclined to but this is my first time here so i'm trying to be polite you said oh, you we were insanely big and you left a pause there. and that was the, anyway,
0: go ahead. No, we have a very chaste audience here. I appreciate your restraint. No, you, you <laughs> just, you've grown quite large quite quickly and um, uh, uh, it's, it's really impressive. And I guess I thought it was really cool looking through your content because I didn't think there was room online for like a new, better skeptic experience. I felt like the, like the, almost like the internet had been burnt out in it. You know, like we had the wave of skeptics, it fucking failed. And now we're just going to kind of limp on from that point. You know,
1: I felt that way when I started also, and there was definitely a big part of me that was like, what am I adding? Cause the, the whole thing I started was dear Mr. Atheist where every Thursday we answer the questions, atheists are asked over and over and over again, which is only like 20 questions. So that's only 20 weeks of content. Um, and then, so then I started like branching out and doing this other stuff. And what I discovered was, yes, it's been done to death for one audience. Uh, and that's mostly white wieners. So I started doing a show that wasn't for just white wieners. And uh, now it's, as far as like the atheist content goes, that's that's like an explicitly atheist channel. I'm not aware of it. I'm not saying this to be braggy because I also hate my own channel and think about deleting it frequently. But I don't, I'm not aware of a channel that does more daily views. In the explicitly atheist sphere uh right now and that's all because i i didn't go for white wieners
0: yeah i i mean that makes sense right? well that's what they complain about right it's like when a uh, video game companies make their shooty game roster a little more diverse you know and uh they talk about it like this yeah. marketing decision was was made by you know like russian agents uh, uh, who have infiltrated the, the you know the social justice sphere to disseminate <laughs> Marxism when in reality it's business execs who recognize that if you're only catering to white dudes that's like thirty two percent of the population of America and like six point five percent of the global population you're missing out on a couple of people there you know a few groups perhaps
1: I just the thing I'm thinking of, though, as you're describing it, is the number of times I've been called a snowflake by somebody who screamed and overreacted to the next Thor having tits. Like,
0: <laughs> that's uh, well, the the anti-SGW crowd is, I think, kind of burnt out at this point. Um, I remember when I started my channel because I'm I'm pretty far left. I think I'm conceivably farther to the left than you, at least when it comes to economic policies. Um, and uh, when I first started this channel, what I thought was like, wow, the online left, it really didn't do a good job responding to like Gamergate and like the rise of the skeptic community. We didn't really respond to that that well. So what I'm going to do with my channel is I'm going to be, you know, aggressive and sort of presentatively masculine in-, in insofar as it helps them take me a little bit more seriously for all the good that's done. And uh, what I've found is they are just empty shells the the content creators and the fans they're repeating talking points from 2015 it's the exact same nothing has changed yeah <laughs> at all because there was
1: no challenges
0: they never had to grow yeah so now we know it's it's 2020 and and the the quartering is still making videos about how if a short is made slightly less skirt it's the sgw's taking over gaming uh, you know, uh, people are still using Big Red in their YouTube thumbnails. Like nothing has changed. We're in the exact same cu- or they at least are in the same cultural space they were five years ago.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, it it hasn't gotten more interesting, which is the funny thing is uh, it, it's had a double sided reaction for me because on the one hand, there are people who like I will make reactions to. And I'll be explaining to people why their arguments are wrong. And maybe for the first time, people are hearing those things. And that's been happening in some more of my political videos lately. But I also will describe like, and by the way, this person might have a lot of charisma. They might be excited. They might be talking to the camera. And they are the most exciting, boring person I have fucking ever heard. Because they're just reciting these same talking points with no challenge, with no Uh, with no backup. But the the strange thing that has happened is that I've had this channel that's grown well, that uh, uh, has a good receptive audience. But as far as atheist commentators or political commentators, or uh, somebody that gets posted to BreadTube, but uh, I'm not even sure that they would consider me BreadTube, uh, I am reacted to from other channels, almost not at all. Like the, the, uh, the, react, the number of reaction videos and reply videos are super duper low, despite all those other numbers. So that was another thing that interests me is like, hey, challenges to these things do exist. Here they are, and nobody has uh, wanted to take them on.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if, um, in, in a sense I envy you because I am uh, very aggressively responded to from both sides of the aisle. But uh, I've I think, seen a little of that. Yeah, maybe perhaps a little bit. Um, probably, <laughs> yeah, like first search results if you Google my name, uh, type stuff. But with, um, uh, uh, yeah, with regards to responses to your content, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it could just be that they you've uh, because your audience is not that same demographic of like the white guy. It's not as worth it to try and pick people from your audience, you know. That they know, they recognize yeah. they're fighting over the same fraction of a fraction of a percent of YouTube's demographic. You have politically interested people, and then you have them white men, and then you have to have them kind of like in the interstice between anti SJW and progressive, where they're where they can be fought over. And that's a small community, and they're constantly waging wars over it. And if you if you've diversified beyond their reach, then you're you're fucking untouchable, my dude. You're invincible.
1: It's uh, I wish they would engage more because I, I like things that work in the algorithm. But it's almost a mistake for them not to because what few times my audience and I have tried to step out of just what we're doing in YouTube, and do a little something, uh, we've done a little fucking something. And mm-hmm. this is weird because I feel like I'm doing a brag fest and I never speak nicely about myself, but. These people who aren't responding like we got we got a trans woman released from prison after something like nine months in Egypt who is being there held as a political prisoner. Holy shit. And I think and then I think we also ruined Tommy McMurtry's life, which is something I take huge. I, I don't know if you've got a Google in front of you, but uh, type I in do. Tommy McMurtry and and tell me uh, uh, what kind of completes you're given. Uh, Tom... McMurtry is M-C-M-U-R-T-Y. Uh T R
0: Y. Pumpkins, Tommy McMurtry is sexually attracted to Pumpkins. Yeah. Uh Tom McMurtry wife. Uh I um I am I, I thing. am I am confused. I, I will admit. Uh will you fill in the gaps for me, would you? My brain's not doing uh, the connective tissue for me. So
1: do you, have you ever heard of the new independent fundamentalist new independent fundamentalist Baptists, uh specifically led by Stephen Anderson?
0: I have not, no.
1: So they are this Baptist cult, essentially, that is growing pretty rapidly. And the head of their church is this guy, Stephen Anderson. You've definitely seen memes of him, uh, and you've probably seen videos of him talking about if he could push a button to kill every queer, he would. Okay, uh, I, rec-
0: I remember that, I recognize that.
1: They, so they, a couple years ago, or I guess it was last year, uh, everything feels like forever ago now, but, Last year they did this Make America Straight no, Again conference please. at the uh, in Orlando to basically celebrate the Pulse nightclub shooting nice. um, this and this dreadful. guy so I make a response to their ad for it, and this guy, Tommy McMurtry, does a sermon responding to me, and in it he says he doesn't want to uh he doesn't want to name who I am because he doesn't want to give any more. Yeah, that's the perfect still to leave it on, by the way. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> want to give me any more exposure. So he decided to just call me Mr. Pumpkin. First of all, let me say to Tommy, thank you for the merchandising opportunity. I've made buttloads. thank you. But uh, so then we did this, he he, he was doing this shit and I, I decided in response to be like, let me teach you a lesson about exposure. And with my audience, we did certain things on purpose to make sure that the search engine optimization, if you look for Tommy McMurtry's name, you get is sexually attracted to pumpkins as the top result. And that's been more than a year that it's held there. Also, if you go to TommyMcMurtry.com, which is in no way affiliated with Tommy McMurtry or the new independent fundamentalist Baptist, you will find several pages of very sexy pumpkinoid beings. Uh... It's uh so it was basically our little fun way of fight now here's here's the here's the so far conclusion of the story that actually boggles my mind uh because they did so first, they do their conference, they decide to do a call in portion, so of course, Tommy's just getting call after call of people asking if he's sexually attracted to pumpkins mm-hmm. uh, and then this year, they're doing make America straight again two they're doing a second conference, and it's a four day conference, and so. Not only is it a four-day conference at this one time of the year, you have four different days to choose from. Now, let me ask you, Vosh: if last year somebody associated your name more with being sexually attracted to pumpkins than Jesus Christ, who you're claiming to advocate for, what is the one day you would not do a follow-up conference
0: on? Probably not Halloween.
1: And that's the day he's presenting. They have their conference over four days. In the middle is Halloween, and he's presenting on Halloween. So stupid.
0: He might. Well, he might be outflanking you from the pumpkin side. It could be that on uh, at that conference he will actually fuck a pumpkin and he will own <laughs> it, and then he will get the merchandising opportunities. It could. He 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 might be uh, uh, taking you, you know, from the front if you know what I mean
1: that could be if that happens i will respectfully if he fucks a pumpkin at his uh anti-queer conference i will i'll give him my channel
0: yeah there are girl pumpkins i assume (laughs) i don't know how that works uh It's well I'm yeah. happy to I'm happy to hear that. I'll 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 look more into that. I'll investigate the 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 details of this particular engagement after I'm done with the stream. Uh cuz I had I think I now that it has been laid out to me in full, I think I had some recollection of hearing about this back when it was actually taking place, but I wouldn't I would do for a refresher. Um have you sure. uh, uh do you so now that you're I assume back then you were Mr. Atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that you're Jimmy Snow, are you uh, 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 interested in continuing this uh, campaign of terror? Or are you more interested in sort of laying the skeptic stuff a little bit to bear and pursuing more political content? Because I look through your recent videos. There's a lot of more overtly political stuff uh, there.
1: So part two of the pumpkin saga is definitely coming. Uh, There was a time where we almost started again. And... Basically, when we did the first time around, we did it, but we were doing it on our heels and there were things that couldn't happen because uh, uh, they were able to save some things right at the last minute. And, and so we want to make sure when we hit next time, it's devastating. Like we got some of their channels knocked out because they were saying like overtly violent things. But more importantly, we got some of their income sources, uh, their main income sources uh, completely cut off. Uh, And that took them the time to recover from. I want part two to not just be like a refresher, like, hey, let's go and make fun of Tommy again. I want to make them like, hate me. I want them to, one of them has already tried to locate me in the past. And the fact that it was only one offends me. Uh, So uh, next time we'll do more. Becoming Jimmy Snow was so I could get into that more broad stuff. Yes, there's more political stuff. However, it's more political response stuff. So for example, people watching... Here who might be like, oh, if, if they're trying to go and look for uh, um, like the video you did the other day about whether or not uh, Marx and Lenin would vote for Biden. I don't make that kind of content. That, that was
0: the most uh, uh, that was a departure from my traditional content as well. That was uh, okay. uh, I had to I had to read for that one. Whew, that took a lot out of me.
1: I basically I, I came from a cult. I came from a religious fundamentalist world that affects your politics and that affects uh, uh, your sort of daily ideology or personal philosophy. And so anything that is contrary to that is the kind of stuff that I go for. So you're not going to find me doing a lot of responses to even moderate Republicans or Romney level Republicans, but people who push further right than that, who clearly their um, personal philosophy and political philosophies are too intertwined in harmful ways. That's the kind of stuff. So uh, gotcha. Yes, there's been the political stuff. My next episode is literally just reading other people's stories of being slut shamed. So it's
0: a broad range of stuff. Do you uh, have you talked about QAnon yet?
1: No, I'm fascinated with QAnon, uh, and I've done uh, uh, I've seen the John Oliver episode and then done some level of research beyond that because my old roommate's mother is a member. Um, so I've basically learned enough to make fun of her.
0: It's um. It's pretty spooky, uh, yeah. to be perfectly honest. Uh, it's it's fairly spooky. Uh, we have people in in government now who are openly QAnon uh, uh, right. affiliated. Yeah, um, and it's it's essentially uh, it's well it's basically the Satanic Panic again, where uh, they feel that you know there are you know, elements of communist elements of government that are fighting against our patriots who are trying to disseminate Satanism and pedophilia and so on and so forth. Um, Having spoken to a few QAnon-aligned people myself, I I genuinely believe these people are more lost than any religious uh, 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 sort of um, zealots that I've spoken to in the past, and that is deeply, deeply disturbing.
1: I I think they are. It's really funny because QAnon's generation seems to be mostly boomers and the next generation down. Uh, uh, obviously there's some alt-right people who jump in there too. So uh, maybe some older millennials, but you don't see a ton of it in the millennial generation uh, or the ones that follow. But we were told like we're the everyone gets a trophy generation and that's what's wrong with us. Meanwhile, when you look at the personalities of the people from QAnon, clearly the confidence that they were instilled is not proportionate to their ability. (laughs) It's literally like, you are the, they're told they are brilliant and and so smart and so capable of, they, their opinion of themselves is extremely high where their actual abilities are extremely low. So they use words like do your own research when they don't even know what the phrase research actually means because they think Googling for something they suspect and finding someone who agrees with them is research, and that's the extent of their research.
0: Yeah, the, the uh, entitled Zoomer meme is a pretty old one. I mean, it's been yeah. going on for like 20 or 30 years. I mean, it's probably been going on forever, uh, but it has uh, really, really been, you know, present in the, over the past 20 years. But I have never in a young person seen anything even approximating the level no. of entitlement displayed by your average QAnon uh, Twitter user. Um, not even fucking close. The confidence with which they will dismiss evidence and research, uh, the bravado with which they will post their dumb fuck opinions online, uh, the 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 confidence unearned is insane. Nothing compares right. to it, you know.
1: Right. And that, I, I'm, I'm not saying that there isn't traditional entitlement in some young people, but when you're talking about what generationally defines our entitlement, the things they usually complain about are on par with basically, oh, you feel so entitled because you don't feel like you owe me your time. You don't feel like you owe me explanations. You don't feel like you, uh, uh, it, it, they think to be entitled is to not feel like you owe the previous generation anything. Whereas their entitlement was we You have to actively give us stuff. We're going to take it all, then ruin it for your generation and ask you, how come you can't get ahead the way we did?
0: yeah, the I mean, and if you're looking at at an institutional level as well, right now, our country is buckling under pressure that we haven't seen for one hundred and fifty years because a very, yep. very, very small demographic of wealthy white people have decided that they're entitled to a state of socioeconomic affairs where uh, yeah, uh where the rest of the country is is split open against you know um uh, uh, uh the increasing internal conflicts of capitalism unrestrained by any sort of government intervention uh so they can continue to make such and such money uh, i don't think like nothing even the nothing even comes close to the entitlement no. of like white women in the suburbs, or not white women, white men, whatever, white people in the suburbs who will like fall asleep clutching their guns because they know that 60 miles away there's a group of black people protesting for their rights. You know, nothing even comes what? close to that. That's a, then, another fucking universe of entitlement right there.
1: Then you see that couple show up at the Republican National Convention, which was the sort of thing where I was like, there's not even enough time for you guys to vet that these people aren't gonna get up and start with the craziest conspiracies of like, Daffy Duck is coming to make you have an abortion or something kind of level of just wacky crap. And they're putting them up there. Then you have the, uh, the shootings yesterday and Tucker Carlson has the audacity to come up and go, what do you expect this is going on wouldn't we expect that to happen so he understands the concept when a white person feels afraid that they're going to lash out violently and yet he can't understand after centuries of racial oppression that there would be protests.
0: oh well they 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 know they i they absolutely know i, so yeah. I i'm very much of the opinion that the privilege of being uh sincere in your you know belief that there's no systemic oppression to fight against that privilege is relegated to us to the working class uh or i guess to the youtube class which is its own thing uh (laughs) but when it comes but i with those people i'm very confident they know exactly what the fuck they're doing tucker carlson describing a kid who uh illegally possessed a firearm carried it across state lines uh in a state that doesn't have a stand your ground defense law killed two people injured one Uh, and then fled the scene and only turned himself into the police later, described that incident and that child as upholding law and order is such an insane Orwellian departure from the actual meaning of any of those words that he knows what the fuck he's doing. And plus plus his head writer was like that white supremacist dude who would openly brag through his white supremacist forum buddies about how he was slipping secret messages into that kind Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, These people are fucking (laughs) crazy, you know?
1: They they absolutely are. Sorry, my uh uh my brother was trying to call me. I'm stopping that. Um
0: Oh, do you live with uh do you live with family?
1: No, God no. He was trying to call me. My brother is uh, actually edits my videos now though.
0: Oh that's awesome. Well, I mean I, maybe it could be. I like my brother.
1: With this brother it's good, because we have a good uh uh we have a good rapport and relationship in that realm uh uh we, there were times where we didn't get along well as we were younger but uh i left the church first then he left a few years later i grew up mormon if you weren't aware uh and uh uh so we've we've got a good relationship now
0: gotcha that's awesome that yeah. he was uh, that he had left as well are there any other family members of yours who left or was it just you and your brother
1: so i have 12 siblings uh oh. and of that yeah uh of that i left first and then i have two brothers who left uh, I have one sister who's still in the church, but she's like really, really liberal. So my parents almost think of her as not in the church because that's mm-hmm. not what they raised her with. Uh, but that's pretty much, that's the extent of it. But I mean, I have two I have two siblings with, uh, uh, I, they have, one of them's like low functioning autism, the other's mid-functioning, neither of which can actually say they're a Mormon and have made that choice. Gotcha. Uh, so those two, I wouldn't count as, the leftover Mormons but the rest
0: are gotcha gotcha and your parents yeah. of course are still themselves oh yeah yeah gotcha yeah uh, just just curious just curious uh my yeah, yeah, my, no. my branch of the family is small it's just me and my parents and my brother who moved out to California a while ago um before I was born and they my parents were agnostic when I was birthed so we didn't have that struggle when we were growing up
1: which it doesn't surprise me that you haven't uh uh wanted to jump like right now as i'm doing the atheist stuff but still the political stuff that you've been content enough over in the political sphere because i think i think being raised especially in religious fundamentalism is what makes a person on uh, several days a week decide they want to listen to sermons to debunk uh uh it, it doesn't surprise me
0: i've had people in my audience who have said that i should like um you know, that I should take a look at this religious content or that religious content and I should debunk it. Like, I don't fucking, kid. like, I don't, there was, there was what, there's so there was an overlap between my interests and religious content once. And there's this yeah. guy called Darth Dawkins. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's like, I'm a, aware. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's it. like a very, very conservative Christian debate, bro and
1: presuppositionalists
0: yeah 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 and it, there's a very there's a gigantic gap in his logic that's really obvious if you're even passingly familiar with it and that he's comfortable presupposing the legitimacy of his sensory perception but he won't grant atheists the ability to presuppose uh a foundational um uh a sensory uh reliance he won't do it right. for them but he'll do it for himself you know he'll say yeah. i've read i know that God has granted me this such and such because I've read the Bible. Well, how do you read the Bible with your eyes? Well, how do you know your eyes are telling you the truth? Well, I know that because God gave me these eyes, so I know he wouldn't lie to me. Well, fuck, then how do you know? You know, it yeah. could be a demon. Whatever the case may be, very, very briefly, I thought that I was going to debate this guy, so I did some reading up on it, uh, but then I listened to this guy debate a little bit more, and this guy's a fucking idiot. So I don't. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. think it was worth the, the time or energy, and since then I kind of fell off. And that was like a, ye- that was like a year and a half ago. That was a while, while ago um but that was the only time the the interests really overlapped um and i guess it's, it's probably for the better that way i know i have a lot of spiritual people in my community i recently made some uh, flippant comments about mysticism and i had a, somebody made a video response to me that i uh, really need to get around to watching about uh paganism and like the well i haven't watched it so i don't really know but yeah anyway it's there's funny because variety there
1: I have crossover audience with people that I just blatantly disagree with. And it tells you about some of the demographics with the audience that I have, but I also have a lot of Christian fans, uh, but they're usually progressive Christians. They see me work with like Brenda from God is gray. Um, I haven't ever done a debunk video of her or anything. Uh, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of staying away from doing, uh, anything that's going to turn into anything bigger for reasons but uh blair white and i have a lot of crossover audience and we could that is not be more different i know we have a lot of difference of opinions in a lot of areas um yeah and then kendall ray do you know who that is
0: uh yeah i've heard of it yeah blair has me blocked on twitter i would say that our differences in perspective are uh, uh, uh irreconcilable perhaps but yeah yeah go on
1: yeah, it's it, it's interesting because I I am happy to be friends with people I disagree with, and even people that I feel are bigots, especially if it's bigoted toward like my queer identity, uh, because it's just even even myself, queer, but I'm a six two, two hundred and fifty pound white male who passes for straight. Like people aren't really fucking with me the way they fuck with other queer people.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, are you a, so, are you a gay as well?
1: I'm pansexual.
0: Oh. How wonderful.
1: Me too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just why limit yourself, you know? Why I feel like no never mind. I was we're definitely there's definitely gonna be a lot of people because we've both declared we're pansexual. The rules of the internet say now people are gonna go make fan fictions that are illustrated, and the weirdest thing about that is you won't be able to tell which character is which.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, they save the digital artists. Sometimes they can just copy, and fucking mirror flip the, the the kissing thing. Yeah, no, no, no. I um, I, I, no, I, I, agree though because I um, I argue with a lot of Nazis, and you know they're not the most polite sort. But they don't actually, by way of me being like a large kind of masked guy, they don't call me like a, a, a fag that often. Like they go for yeah. like Jew or pedophile, like they go for a lot of other stuff. But I think that the 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 idea of making fun of a guy for his sexuality is so intertwined with a feminine presentation that if they don't have that, yeah, it, yeah, yeah it's, it's like they don't even know what to do, you know?
1: I get soy boy more than I get some sort of queer epithet. Like it's it's seriously it's it's the he seems like a soft. I get that I'm a cuck. I get that I'm a, a, a what's some of their other stupid incel words? A simp. So uh, oh yeah, for was, example,
0: these are ubiquitous. They'll call anyone. They'll call anyone yeah. a soy boy too. By the way, I have seen some unbelievably masculine people being called soy boy.
1: Yeah, I which I'm sitting here like <laughs> I I uh, uh, I. So I moved recently, but the home before, I basically rebuilt myself. I do my own car repair. It's like, it's really funny where I'm like, I don't put a value on masculinity, but it's funny that so often my masculinity is being questioned by people that I'm positive I could beat up.
0: Oh like. yeah. No, no, no. Nothing gets me more. I love it when, because I do a lot of home renovations, uh, because it's fun. And you know, if YouTube money's good, Uh, so I love like, you know, I'm, I'm like pre-drilling stuff and like mounting whatever, or like cutting down this section of wall. And then I check my phone like, okay, how's this latest video doing? I see somebody call me a soy boy and I know it's a fucking 14 year old with like three neck hairs. And I'm like, like, it's like, it's not even a thing. It doesn't bother me or anything, but it is, it is legitimately funny. I've seen what these people look and act like if they were comfortable in their masculinity, they wouldn't be online calling other people soy boys. Uh, right yeah yeah so right. they they go all yeah. over the place
1: uh a f- uh my friend was being attacked the other day she was getting attacked by incels who were like trying to justify that there's a um that physical beauty has a genetic component and it indicates whether or not a person's going to be more successful or something from a genetic but anyway they were trying to make her feel ugly and and try and talk up how like basically almost like white supremacy an almost type of beauty supremacy mm-hmm. uh was the thing they were they were uh advocating for and you notice that their twitter icon is the little default gray like yeah. and you're just like i just know there's some ugly motherfucker on the other side of this trying to make this girl not feel pretty
0: like <laughs> the uh, and the funniest thing too when white people try to argue that like Eurocentric beauty standards are objectively true. First of all, the concept of objective beauty is hilarious. Second of all, the 200 year period of imperialistic Orientalism was almost entirely oriented around wealthy uh, European merchants and noblemen uh, who were desperate to uh, seize the exotic and divine beauty of the Eastern uh, continents. Which they had not yet traveled to or had women from. There was literally like an entire period of artistic development in Europe yeah. that was that was a byproduct of horny noblemen and merchants trying to get laid uh by like Indian, uh uh Thai uh and Chinese women, you know? And and Arab yeah. women as well. Like the, the whole like hundreds of years. But whatever, what are you gonna do? They're, They're they looking were at the it Sims. all this
1: like Wow! Look at all this beautiful stuff they create—the architecture, the clothes. I got this shitty birdhouse, just the basic pentagon-shaped. It's just a funny visual. Yeah, my no. Head. Well,
0: the the poor European peasants had to stick with their Euro-trad wives, while all the wealthy dudes were yeah. all fucking someone in in what would now be Iraq or something, uh, or yeah. or Turkey. What? <laughs> Whatever the case may be. I'm sorry. Um, obviously, the actual history is like super complicated and nuanced, but that's a general as i understand a pretty accurate general um <laughs> recollection um i wanted to ask you by the way um how uh uh, uh uh how far left do you consider yourself generally not when it comes to social issues i imagine you and i would be pretty similar on that when it comes to economic stuff like i, I know obviously you're not a trump supporter uh but sure. where, where do you where do you want america to be you know So
1: I'm still figuring out where to put myself for the moment. I, I still claim to be, uh, uh, I'm in that right now zone of where some people call themselves a socialist, but that they like certain capitalistic type of incentives for, for people to perform or invent things, Mm -hmm. uh, or people who say they're a capitalist who likes heavy amounts of socialistic balances,
0: like a Nordic model kind of
1: situation. Say again,
0: like a Nordic model kind of situation where you have a market economy, but it's very heavily constrained by government regulation?
1: Yes, plenty yeah, plenty of regulation, plenty of balancing, but uh, uh, still incentives for people who outperform or are—my uh, only skill is being apparently somehow interesting, and I like to have a high market value on
0: that. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah, well, we're biased, of course. We want to live in societies where people who are interesting have advanced uh, uh, social and economic opportunities, right? I mean, yeah, 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 I mean, uh, I would hope so.
1: My political priorities, though, right now is because we're living through uh, uh, what, and I know that people get mad when you make this comparison, but we're living through the next Hitler. And so my, like, when I think back to the people from the 40s, you know, you think about the people from the early 30s or the 20s before that, or in the 50s, and you go, okay, what were their specific political things? What did they fail to do? But Uh, as far as the early 40s, you're just like, are they anti-Hitler or not? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so my political priorities right now would be decimating fascism and removing what's currently in place for something uh, that at least is going in the direction that I want. So uh, I'm very passionately promoting that people vote for Biden in November. However, Biden wasn't uh, I'm trying to think if there was anybody who ran in the primary who I wouldn't have voted for over Biden. Uh, ideologically, I, I wanted Bernie, and he's who I voted for initially. Uh, from a pragmatic standpoint, and I know the live chat's going to go off and say that this is wrong, but from a pragmatic standpoint, my initial uh, support was actually for Warren, despite being more ideologically aligned with. Uh, Bernie because I felt that there was internally in the Democratic Party too much hostility and resistance to Bernie for his platform to actually be successful if he was president, and that Warren had a similar enough platform that would have actually been more things passed for her being the president than him, which I feel a little vindicated by because I was saying that months before Biden uh, uh, then became the nominee. And then you go and watch the DNC actually pull some stuff and show the hostility and resistance they have to him to get United all at once uh, to take Bernie out of the running. So I think that actually played out that I was right about it. But You
0: you weren't incorrect in your prediction for how Chat would react. I understand your logic. I was more of a Delaniac myself. Um, uh, 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 Bernie was a second for me. Um, I'm not happy with Biden. So I take it you don't have a particularly high opinion of the Democrat party.
1: I wouldn't say it's, I don't have as much bitterness as I know, but I'm also just not that kind of person. I also don't have like a lot of business, uh, bitterness toward, uh, fundamentally religious people, mm-hmm. uh, uh, despite the fact that I'm often fighting against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have the same bitterness I have toward, the right. I definitely, especially when you're talking about a relative political spectrum to American politics, I do push back against people who try to say things like uh, Biden is the same as Trump. There's no difference between them, or that Biden is just as right wing, or that Biden's uh, a Republican. Uh, I do push back against that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not impressed with like the Democratic Party will figure out a way to fuck up anything. No matter like how much people are 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 uh, really really interested in them succeeding, they'll figure out a way to fail anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we play by a completely different set of rules than the right. When you just look at how much of a fucking King Trump has, has acted over the last four years. And then you remember that that word kept being used for Obama and the level of, to which they are able to move, uh, uh what, what the political direction of this country is. And we couldn't even pass a public fucking option because we were too worried about that one Democrat who was like, I think this might be an abortion thing too. Uh, so yeah, I'm not you impressed would, with, you would agree that
0: Trump up. is King shit then.
1: Yes, I think Trump is, is uh, a threat to democracy, and the single worst president in the history of our country.
0: I um, uh, so I don't uh, I don't know the metrics by which one would say a president's the worst. I know, of course, Trump is, is yeah. terrible, terrible president. I haven't yeah. done I haven't done my utilitarian calculus on that one yet. Um, I may I, can I uh can I introduce an argument to you? Sure. Uh, there are a lot of people. Uh, myself included, uh, who are of the opinion that the Democrat Party is institutionally incapable of preventing our decline into fascism over time, Uh, as, as evidenced by their weakness during this primary season, as evidenced by the Democrats' seeming willingness to gang up an attack on Bernie with more vigor than they ever do Trump. Uh, It seems they're more interested in protecting the tax margins of their donors than they are actually winning against Trump. And that this pattern we're facing right now is just the beginning, or maybe even the middle, of what's going to be a perpetual slide further and further down, and that we're going to need to do something very drastic to break ourselves from that cycle. I assume that's an argument you've heard before. Usually it's made by people who also don't advocate for voting for Biden, which which I very much do. Uh, I think that's a very stupid addition to the previous argument, but I defend that portion of it, you know?
1: Yeah. So when it comes to uh, basically a, a, a political revolution ahead, uh, I'm for it, especially uh, a nonviolent uh, political revolution, which I, I know also there will be people in the audience that are like, well, that's still bullshit. Uh, uh, but when I it comes to when I vote... My humanism comes before my political affiliation. Uh, and my humanism obviously is also tied in with my political affiliation. But the fact of the matter is, even if you just take out what a fascist Trump is and you just go with political policies, mm-hmm. an expansion to universal health care, the maintaining of uh, abortion rights, the hopefully uh, uh, restructuring of the Supreme Court, if I'm kind of pro, let's bully Kavanaugh into quitting if Biden wins, <laughs> but I don't know if that's possible. Oh, if only and, uh, Oh God, wouldn't it just be the best? like i usually, I'm so anti council culture and cyberbullying, but I'd make an exception. Uh, huh, that's probably a joke, but I'm not sure uh, but it, it, the, there are there are specific issues where it's like, I understand we're not going to have Medicare for all. We might get a public option, but we're not going to have Medicare for all. Uh, which is something that I, I think at this point, you can make the argument that anybody who doesn't advocate for medi- uh, Medicare for all, uh, that that is an immoral position to not advocate for it. Uh, we're not going to have police reform in the way that we wanna see, just going with current day social issues. However, if you're if you're tracking a percentage bar of how close we're getting to ideal policies, with Biden, we creep up further with Trump, we cut, we fall away.
0: Oh no, uh, I, I don't, and, I don't disagree with that at all. I think yeah. what a lot of people are concerned about is we're going to see the same, because so in the, in the 2020 democratic primaries, um, the main reason people voted for Biden was electability. Now, electability is kind of like a self-perpetuating, uh, you know, prophecy or, or like a self-fulfilling prophecy or like yeah. e- electability means nothing until people think it does. And then it means everything. Um, And a lot of people who voted for Biden, it seems at least, were were more preferable towards uh, Bernie's policies. And that's the concern that I have right now. It seems like one of the biggest obstacles we have to moving left in this country is people recognize that far left candidates like Bernie, or at least far left by American standards, are more vulnerable in the general election than people like Biden. So they'll capitulate, they'll vote for Biden, even though they kinda sorta want a Bernie type. And then Biden will either win or lose, depending on how competent the DNC is feeling that day. And then the next election happens, and we get kinda the same issue. Obama had eight years and we got not very much from him. It feels like we need more radical solutions. What I'm essentially asking you is, uh, can I red pill you on the electoral component of pushing for socialism? Is that possible?
1: What I would like, uh, I, if it's possible, I'm not willing to agree to adopt the label until Sargon has floated a conspiracy that we're having sex. And that that's why... <laughs> Uh, I've changed my mind. Sarkhan I mean, has been already...
0: very interested in my junk lately. I would not make that bet because he is. Uh, uh, that could be happening right now, as it's. Ha- I'm, as aware, it I'm aware.
1: I'm aware, and unless I'm mistaken, he's been spreading a similar conspiracy about the uh, the next person you have on tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, a poor it. shoe yeah. on head, dude. I literally, I like DM shoe every once in a while, asking like a question or like, hey, how you doing, whatever. And now we're, yeah, yeah, we're 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 a prom king and queen. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Sarkan's just super duper interested in what I'm doing with my cock. I, it's uh, is, is he pan? Is that he gonna be the next bearded uh, skeptic? Well, wouldn't anything? that be interesting? Yeah.
1: I um. So I oftentimes I'll make the joke uh, uh, that so whenever whenever you're in a, a space where two people introduce themselves and it comes out that they're both pansexual, everybody in the room usually does this like look between them kind of thing. And the joke I would make in response to that is guys stop assuming that just because we're both pansexual we're going to have sex just because that happens 100% of the time. If Sargon became if Sargon revealed himself to be pansexual I would stop making that joke. I would never make the joke ever again.
0: Well it's it's tacky then, you know? It's it's un- <laughs> even if it's inevitable, you know? Like it's like you're you're it's like you're going out with like a pretty lady and you're at a nice restaurant and you look at her and you're like you're going to take a giant shit later. It's true. I mean, it has to happen. Uh, but it doesn't but,
1: have to be on your chest, but I think Sargon would insist
0: on it. Maybe. Probably. So, is, that's, uh, that's uh, the 50-50 on the red-pilling, then? I, I've, I've been having a fun time online lately. I get a lot of uh, hate from the right and from the left, because there are a lot of people on the left who pursue an agenda that I think is actively contradictory to our interests. They push yeah. for it in a way that would only end us getting hurt, or would actively lessen our chances of getting anything done and then of course the right just wants to kill all of us so we've we've got that problem you know i um uh, time
1: i i'm definitely way 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 open to having more conversation stuff online or offline uh i'm already in a place that is constantly moving left but i because my political stuff which is funny because at some point I, I may even be interested in running for office one day but my political stuff uh, takes a backseat to a lot of the social and humanitarian stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the political considerations seem to be in a constantly drifting further left state. I might already be there. It just has to take me sort of having a gentle drift there to uh, uh, take on take on any label. It's kind of like kind of like when you look at some of the new people in Congress where it's like they're still in the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. but obviously their views have should dare we say ascended the Democratic Party. Oh, that's
0: that's my dream. I mean, because I think that's the next step, really. Bernie Sanders yeah. was an independent his entire career. He runs as a Democrat for president once and goes from completely unknown as a senator. Right. Like, he's known in Vermont, sure, but apart from that, not known on the national stage to single-handedly shifting the entire political discourse of the Democratic Party like a mile left. In, in an yeah. instant, we went from... Democrats praising Obamacare as the best he could do, a heritage plan foundation or heritage foundation plan to people talking about the decommodification of healthcare, like just an unbelievable leap left. And I think that's in large part because a lot of Democrats are really amicable to the ideas uh, 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 of, of more socialist leaning people. And it's just a matter of introducing it to them in an electorally viable context And not just as like, uh, you know, Mohawk sporting leather biker jacket wearing anarchists handing out pamphlets somewhere on Main Street. We need to, you know, work a little bit within the system to bring people around, you know?
1: Right, right. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Uh, There's there's also I have some hope for something like that in the future. It may be dependent on what type of package you put it into, because despite the fact that Obama was ideologically obviously right of Bernie Sanders because he was the first black president he was go he was running on universal health care and stuff the uh the civilian perception of him was I think uh, uh, it was a more radical idea to think we could end up with Obama at that time as it now would have been perceived as radical to ha- end up with Bernie this time oh I agree uh,
0: yeah that's one of the great like treacheries of the Obama administration though wasn't it We got a very, I don't mean to say superficial in the sense that it didn't matter, but superficial in the sense that it didn't have an immediate impact in the political landscape. A very superficial victory with Obama being the first black president. And then you ride that sort of progressive notion to get a moderate president for eight years. Moderate being perhaps charitable with some of the other shit he has done. Um, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So but then you have somebody like Bernie Sanders and people are like, oh, Bernie Sanders, an old white man. Well, fuck dudes. uh, This is socialist. Like, okay, sure. It pull aside. Like, yeah, I get it. Black president's cool. Not denying that. But my God, you can't you can't, you know, praise the radical skin color of Obama and then uh, uh, besmirch the moderate socialism of of Uh, bernie sanders it's such a wild set of priorities but yeah people people have priorities all over the place you know
1: bernie was special to me though because like i mentioned being from new york i had already met a million brooklyn jews and he was just the perfect brooklyn jew there's just something about the way he delivers and the way he talks and having seen that and grown up around it a bunch when i was younger Mm -hmm. uh, uh and then in a political package where i was just like. First of all, I would have loved to have seen him and Donald debate. Neither of them would ever pronounce the letter H at the beginning of any of their words, the whole debate. <laughs> and that would have been fun just to keep track. of. It's going to be huge for the humans in the Heritage Foundation. It's it's going to be. That would have been Heritage excellent.
0: Foundation. Yeah, no. But, yeah. Gonna, it's
1: going to be huge. And when we talk about our heritage, we're just going to, yeah.
0: Oh I, whoa, you got them from both ends. I've, I not just one good impression, but two nice. I appreciate it. I, I can't I do I realize
1: now I've missed the opportunity to make the the debate. I want. I could make it.
0: Yeah, you could absolutely, or you could do one of those uh, cringy YouTube rap battles, you know, or or you have two, <laughs> two like two people and they dress up, or you could just do both parts, you know. Um, That's it. <laughs> what are you What are you gonna do? Oh my god, it's been an hour. Holy fuck. Um, okay, yeah, uh, speak a little uh, faster, Ben. Uh, 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 what do you plan on doing uh, if if Trump wins again? Do you have uh, a, a plan for your channel, for your content, any priorities?
1: So we all make the joke that feels somewhat real that I'm moving to Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've said that a few times. However, the lease I just signed on this apartment uh, still has like 13 months on it. So I wouldn't be moving immediately. Mm-hmm. Um it's a good question because the question is, if Trump wins, are we done for decades at having any chance at meaningful progress? Because Trump wins means a sixth conservative on the Supreme Court. Um, so you're talking about reversal of of major uh, uh, social decisions. You don't think in the Ruth past.
0: Bader Ginsburg can survive another four years?
1: I don't. I'm not positive she makes it to November.
0: <laughs> They're gonna hook she her just... up to the golden fucking throne. Like, uh, like the emperor from Forty K, <laughs> it's going to be a skeleton on top of a a golden seat of power.
1: It'll start a bad cycle too, because if Trump loses, if Trump wins and Ruth Bader Ginsburg is replaced by him, mm. um, whenever the Democrats then take power back, which presumably would eventually happen, it means our only choice is to add more to the Supreme Court which is going to start a never-ending never cycle of fuckery uh, of, of each party doing that. So from then on, it will always be whoever wins, whoever is in power will also have the Supreme Court because we're gonna add uh, people to it. Uh, and so running for the presidency will always be running for the Supreme Court. Whereas right now, we're not even running to win the Supreme Court back. We're just winning to keep Roberts as our best hope. Which if people knew more about Robert's history, like that's a shit dream. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, I think if Trump wins, we are decades away from significant progress again. And at a certain point, you just have to look at what can be maintained at a state level, which is funny because being so left wing and then talking about like, then I got to care about my state rights. Um, and uh and see if you want to stick around for it or do you relocate to which is not the com- a commodity everybody has do you relocate relocate to somewhere like canada
0: yeah i uh it's a pride thing for me i already get a lot of death threats from angry nazis and Trumpels online because i engage yeah. with these communities pretty directly uh the probably the safest thing i could do if trump won again because that would be four more years of hyper empowered far-right action i mean we're, we're at the tail end of one Trump presidency and we're getting like one far right murder a week. Uh, right. uh, uh, this week we're on what? Three. I, I don't even, it's, it, it's ramping up. I mean, and it's only going to ramp up more from here. There are hundreds of millions of people to kill. You know, we've, yeah, not going to s- stop it once a week. Um, what I, what I'd really like to see, and this is if Trump loses, you know, this is if Biden wins is the complete, Uh, 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 political irrelevance of the Republican Party. And the obnoxious thing is, this is capable of being done. If we get the Senate, the House, and the presidency, this can be done. Um, The Democrat Party has millions more registered members than the Republican Party, and we know from numerous uh, types of demographic research that the people who are not registered Democrat or Republican who are of voting age, are more left-leaning than uh, they are right-leaning. There is a bias there, because a lot of these people are just very poor or very apathetic, but they're working class, and many of them are people of color, and these groups tend to sway uh, left. And um, if we handled ourselves policy-wise, i.e. getting rid of the Electoral College uh, uh, yep. implementing just some very basic anti-gerrymandering legislation and the watch guard group, just, some, just for some of the obvious cases, you know, um, right. and uh, probably also implementing ranked choice voting. If we just simple stuff like that, we could make the Republicans incapable of winning right. the presidency.
1: That's insane. They're currently incapable of winning on fair terms Mm -hmm. anyway.
0: Yeah. Without
1: gerrymandering, without the electoral college, they're incapable of winning. Uh, And I think some of us got, and I probably was in that camp in 16. I think we already thought we had kind of gotten there and we don't even have to worry about. Don't get me wrong. I still went out and voted, but I think a lot of people didn't because there were so many people who, on top of many other factors. One of the factors was people who didn't vote because they were like, Hillary's going to win this thing. And so mm-hmm. why go vote? And when you think about how small the margins were, that it could have been a difference of only 17,000 people that actually select made Trump the president. Uh, it has to be an extremely small percentage of people to just accept, obviously Hillary's going to win to not go vote. And, and he's won. there's other things as well. And, uh, some of that includes our own democratic cannibalizing. Yeah, oh,
0: for sure. There, yeah. there, are, there are elements of the left, of socialist, communist, anarchists, who are of the opinion that like attacking the Republican Party as a distinct political entity is kind of cringe and liberal because the Democrats, the Republicans, are the same side of capital. And while they undeniably both serve the interests of capitalists, I think we can essentially agree at this point that Republicans are death cultists Uh, The RNC has been a nonstop cavalcade of outright criminals, um, uh, just lying factually incorrect statements, uh, point by point. Uh, That one woman who spoke on RNC convention day one uh, was the person whose current boyfriend is Trump Jr. Previous boyfriend was a neo-Nazi. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, just railed. You're talking foil, right? Yeah, yeah, just railed off a fascist speech, just uh, uh, point by point. It could have been right out of Nazi Germany. There were no differences. You swap America for for you know Germany or the Fatherland, and it would have been. It's it it, it's, it fits perfectly. And at this point, I think yeah. we have to recognize that while Democrats and Republicans both serve capital, and they unquestionably do, Republicans serve something else, which is a a a, a fastidious devotion to anti-humanism. And exactly. that their political yeah. uh, irrelevance is a necessary part of making this country even halfway functional um, in the future. I,
1: it, two things. One, I hope you saw my tweet, which was a uh, petition to get Kimberly Guilfoyle to change her name to Miscellini. Uh And then two... <laughs> she was um, fucking
0: crazy, dude. Holy <laughs> shit.
1: That was the most bizarre fucking thing I saw all night. I think like, I was live tweeting the RNC, and I think three or four of my tweets were like what the fuck is happening uh, and it was pre-recorded that's the other thing somebody finished recording it and went that's the one
0: yeah they that's were happy the with that yeah they said they were like yep that'll get the base sort of and they and the, the the second day there was a woman they didn't bring because she just before the convention had tweeted out Uh, Support for the Jewish question like they she had tweeted out something about the the Jews trying to enslave the goyim or something like that like this is the party. This isn't just the followers because the followers of the party are less controlled than the party itself.
1: The Republicans, if Republicans actually advocated for what they claim they advocate for, though I would still disagree with them, I would find them much more tolerable. If they were actually the party of personal freedoms or freedoms of any kind in general, if they were a party of fiscal responsibility, stronger state rights and weaker federal, uh, a weaker federal government in favor of a stronger state government, if those are the things they advocated for, I would still disagree with many of their positions uh uh but i would i could coexist and it'd be fine but it's yeah. not they are the furthest from being and they're always the one who were like you just don't understand freedom bitch you don't understand freedom are you kidding me the fucking they want to restrict everything the
0: best uh the 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 ideal republican party i think is joe uh, jokinson jorgensen Jordanson yeah. yeah 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 the uh, the 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 libertarian presidential candidate i think she's because if you just if you only follow what what republicans say they are they are not right. racist sexist or anything of the sort uh uh they just uh, they're very heavy on promoting uh uh you know personal responsibility and business rights uh yeah. and i think that if that was what they were then they would probably be a progressive libertarian party but they are not a progressive libertarian right. party so there's yeah yeah, um, I, it's I, pretty fucking you stupid
1: up, because you brought up joe though the one thing i want to say is the number of people who think just because i'm not satisfied with biden that i would vote for anybody else besides biden or trump there are so many people who've come to me like hey i know biden wasn't your choice i know you liked bernie and warren i know you blah 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 blah, blah. and then they were like uh 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 so joe jorgensen i would I would rather have Biden than Joe Jorgensen as president. I'd just like to clear that up for anybody because, again, way more respectable and intellectually consistent than Trump. Mm -hmm. But I am not a libertarian. uh, uh, And so, yeah, fucking
0: Christ. I, I think a lot of people don't understand how destructive libertarian economic policies would actually be. Uh, oh, not yeah. just not, not just to, like, poor people, but also, like, just from an id-poll perspective. If you're Joe, and you're like, Black Lives Matter, you know, fuck racism, but then you're not willing to invest in any kind of government project that systemically addresses the reasons why black people kind of get shafted, then you're only really doing half of the, you know, you're then it's virtue signaling of the highest order. It would be like, yeah. uh, it, it's really no different than saying, you know, fuck Nazism, in 1939 and then not declaring war like it's fantastic you know it's great you know okay cool fuck nazis know, i agree uh you have to do a little more than that though for it to really count um yeah yeah speaking of
1: virtue signaling (laughs) my dad was messaging we were messaging each other and i brought up i was like if this hurricane's as bad as it could be uh this could be the thing that decides whether or not trump wins re-election and he said, yes, but the left uh, on the media will spin it as if they find one person who's not doing well, uh, then it'll be that Trump failed. And I said, and I'm here for it because Trump is. Go- well, first he said, so you're saying meet uh, meet dishonesty with more dishonesty, referring to Trump and and how dishonest he is as dishonest. And uh, my response wasn't it was something about like, no, not dishonesty. uh, uh Just holding Trump to the standard of Trump will say this was the greatest hurricane recovery that has ever happened ever under anyone's watch, period. And so we just say, we're going to hold you to that exact standard. But then I was like, wait a second, you're voting for Trump and you want to lecture me? You're going to virtue signal to me about being honest? Are you fucking kidding me right now? I mean, keep in uh, mind,
0: the, the first thing Trump did after he won... Was say he had the largest inauguration crowd in history, and then said yeah. 3 million illegals voted for Hillary. And then he spent government money on a task force to determine whether a random fucking lie he just made up out of nowhere, probably in preparation for what he thought would be a loss, uh, was true, which it wasn't. And no <laughs> Trump supporter has ever cared. They have never cared. They have never Not given a fuck about any yeah. of that. They, they live in a, It's a different reality. It's not just we disagree on values. We can't even we don't even share a, a a common uh you know view of how the world functions. It's insane. It's an unbridgeable right. gap, uh, in the short term, unfortunately. Only making them politically irrelevant will help us seal the gap with better education and better you know news outreach and such.
1: My dad is politically closer to Romney than he is Trump, and he recognizes that Trump is a nightmare of a human. But basically the reason why he's going, even though he voted, first of all, my dad's in Wyoming, his party, like there is no chance that Trump won't win Wyoming. So he doesn't have to vote for Trump. He could vote third party just to say, I recognize he's a piece of shit. So I'm going to make this symbolic gesture, but he's going to essentially vote for, for uh, Trump because of what I could summarize as he's afraid of AOC, because there is this new paranoia that anytime Democrats win, AOC specifically is in the background oh, they're, controlling they're, they're, everything. They're,
0: they're terrified of her. Yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it, which, is, which is funny. It's one of the reasons AOC is incredibly popular of a politician, uh, but yeah. she actually has a very mixed favorability rating because most republicans when they're asked about a given democratic congressperson don't know who they are so they won't respond they'll just say i don't know but with aoc every republican has heard about aoc the republicans talk about aoc more than the democrats do uh, Right, right so they all know um i uh we're, we're actually running really really close to the um beginning of the rnc convention i have to get ready for that um no worries i'm gonna go watch it myself gotcha oh cool hey um uh, uh uh mr snow thank you very very much for coming on i really appreciate that man
1: Hell yeah man. Hell yeah. Uh, we'll uh we'll have to do something again uh uh maybe over on on my outlets at some point too.
0: Yes, yes. And I am normally not streaming on the live. This is normally not the uh uh the the outlet that I have chosen. Uh the RNC is just a bit of a copyright uh yeah. landmine, you know, or minefield. Um Got thank it. you very much for coming on. Really appreciated it. And uh I assume most of the people here know who you are, but would you like to shout out any socials?
1: Uh, I'm Jimmy Snow. I uh, have a channel where I teach people how to make out of paper mache uh, turtle rectums. That's the whole channel. Seven million subscribers so far. You can become one.
0: Have a wonderful day, Uh, Mr. Paper Mache Turtle Rectum Jimmy Snowmaker. Thank you. I did not know how that'd go, but he ended up being super cool and easy to talk to. Fuck yeah. Love me that shit.